Nope, it's a real estate bubble. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. So I think this is a perfect segue for us to marry negotiation with topic two, which is market insights and market knowledge and how to use it to your advantage. Because some of the stuff that you're saying, full disclosure and transparency and authenticity, because that would be topic number three, (laughs) I wasn't even aware of. Yeah. Uh, I just knew that credit is changing, but I didn't know what to extent. So let's 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 dive into topic number two because I think yeah. that's a natural uh, way for us to to do this. Which exactly what you just said. I'm I'm not surprised, right? Yeah. The goal is for the average American not to buy a house that is still to be maintained as the American dream. But if you are renting, that means you're paying somebody else's mortgage. And I saw this the other day on the on the Real Deal Instagram account where they're pumping over a billion dollars into buying assets, a.k.a. houses, mm-hmm. to be able to sell and rent, not, not sell, to rent mm-hmm. to average people. Yeah. With rents going up, I mean, I don't know about your market, Steve, but in ours, they've doubled pretty much over the last year. Yeah. They've nearly tripled over the last 24 months. What's a what's a better way than to keep, you know, everybody in, in shackles? The new world order says you'll own nothing and be happy. Yeah. We are robbing us, the federal government is robbing us intentionally of generational wealth. The opportunity that you have to create a better life for your children rests in home ownership. The ability to pass down generational wealth, which is almost always encapsulated in the vessel of real estate. They're stripping this entire generation, I'm 42, mine and and younger, of the ability to do that. They want fucking slaves. And yes. they're winning. They're getting it done. Uh, and so, you know, the idea, the notion that real estate will go down, if there's a if there's a market correction, uh, which, you know, you have to track the right numbers, first of all. People are so fucking stupid. NAR itself, NAR is like, oh. The market's softening. They use ambiguous terms like softening. What does that mean? Typically, people think softening means prices are coming down, but they're not. Prices are continuing to rise. So what is softening? According to them, softening is longer days on market. Softening is more price reductions. But what dictates longer days on market price reductions? The price. Who's setting the price? Consumers that sell a house once every seven years, so they don't know what they're doing. And the average agent, 85% of them, didn't sell four houses in the first six months. So they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So you have mm-hmm. prices set by people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. And yes, of course, they're believing the hype. And even they are so stupid that they're overshooting this aggressive market. And so, yes, we're having price reductions. We're having longer days on market, which is leading to slightly more inventory. But if you put all of that, if you extrapolate out all of that data and look at what's creating that, it's not. Their, their narrative is that demand is softening. Think about how fucking stupid that is. Mm-hmm. We've had record demand since 2014. We've been tracking record demand. It's just going up and up and up and up and up all the way through COVID. And it's record demand in, in 2020. We've never seen anything like it. Oh, but they want you to believe that demand 
was as fleeting as like the crate. Oh, you know what? I could go for a salad right now. Nope. That craving is passed. I'm going to rent for the rest of my life. I no longer want to be a homeowner. The American dream was sold to me by banks from the time I came out of the womb. But nope, I don't want to I don't want to own a home anymore. Interest rates went up a half a point. I'll just rent for the rest of my life. That's what they want you to think. It's not fleeting like that. That record buyer demand is still out there. They just haven't been able to compete. So what you've had in the last two years, they're tracking the wrong shit. They're tracking, we're trying to jam an elephant's ass through the eye of a needle. And all they're tracking is what's coming out the other side of the needle. And they're going, look, fewer transactions means that there's less demand. No, it means that there's no fucking listings because of gridlock and stagnation within the market that's been created by hyperinflated prices that happen so quickly, such that if you have a $500,000 house and you want to move up, you're looking in the $7 million range. But prices inflated so quickly, when you're in your $500,000 house, looking at what's now available in the seven to a million range, you're like, it's a fucking glorified version of my house. I'm not moving for that. And so you don't create a vacancy in your market for the aspiring town homeowner to move into. They then don't create a vacancy for the, the renter to move into, and it creates gridlock and stagnation. But that's not a reflection of buyer demand. The only people that have been able to compete for the last two years are super premium buyers, 20% down conventional and cash. If you look at the metrics for all of the transactions that happen, more than 25% of them across the country are cash, straight up cold, hard cash, like never before. And so they want you to believe that the FHA buyer, the 5% conventional, 10% conventional, VA buyer, they just went away. They don't want to own homes anymore. Is there, has there ever been a bunch of, bigger bunch of bullshit propagated? Never. Fucking mainstream media is to, to blame. They're all still out here. They just can't get through the eye of the needle. And what NAR and all these idiot realtors that are saying the market is softening are tracking is what's coming out the other side of the needle. They're going, oh, nothing's happening in the real estate market. Super low buyer demand. No, the demand is over here. These are just the only people that can compete. The second that inventory opens up at all, it's going to be like a drowning man coming up for a gasp of air getting swallowed up by another wave of all of this demand. So you have to track the right information, which NARA isn't doing. The market's not softening, particularly, and I don't know what it's like, you know, Florida's seen a major population boom. Uh, too many Californians moving there. But you guys are getting, you know, you, you're also having the same thing that we have here in the Northeast. We have overpopulation, the population density. And so you have a, a number of culminating factors that are coming together to create the fact that there's going to be no softening. And even if there is a slight market correction, the ceiling might fall in, but the basement never falls out. So if you're buying, you know, if the entry, I don't know what the average price point is in your market. For us, it's about 415,000. It's up to, well, it's up 150. Yeah, ours, ours is very similar, about 450 to five in my, in my town. So anything under 800,000, even if there's a price correction, we're talking entry level housing. Yep, very much so. If you put that on a 50 year graph, it goes up and up and up and up. It never goes down. Even in the great crash of 2008, entry-level housing didn't dip. The basement is the basement. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say this because perspective is everything, right? We hear the market softening, the market softening, and typically, like you said, it's by the mainstream media. They want you to think a certain thing. So then it discourages you from taking action. But I'm seeing the opposite, right? I'm very big on education and contribution to my audience. 
not just the audience that's listening right now, but on my own personal Instagram. And I like to put things into perspective because we still have a thousand to twelve hundred people moving down here to Northeast Florida. Like the rates are what six, seven, seven and a half, mm-hmm. and I still got three or four under contract within the last seven or ten days. The interest on rent is a hundred percent. You know, it's there's it's, never, it's, there's it's never kind of mind blowing. Because it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. So this softening bullshit, you're right. It is it is used the wrong way. So you got to give the perspective. You have to give the numbers. You have to track the right ones. Yeah. Because if you're tracking the wrong stuff, if you're looking and you're listening to CNN or whatever else is out there, the constantly negative news, you're going to think that this market is, we're in the biggest downturn ever and we're in the worst economic situation we've ever been and it's 10 times worse than 08, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the reality is quite opposite. I mean, I am able to negotiate. Don't get me wrong. I'm able to negotiate five, seven, maybe even sometimes 10% off where the houses are. But that's because they're overinflated, like we just talked about. Yeah. Like that house at $599, first of all, I, I think you made your point. You got to go 600 right? 600 or 601 to capture a different market, or you got to be at like 575 to capture a lower market. The very least you can do is be at a $25,000 price break. Yeah. I, I always do 25s as well. Yeah. You know, or if I'm like down the middle, like let's say 140, 150, because then that's a little bit of a different market. Like I have a condo right now for 139, 117. Mm-hmm. And that is priced right where the condos are between 125 and 175. So yeah. that's not kind of in the middle. That's also a different I've, market. The person that's searching for that condo and that price point, their max budget is 200,000. And they're going to look at everything from 100 to 200 and pray. Correct. Correct. Different, different uh, mentality of the the buyer. Yeah, you you. I always say like, what is my buyer going to think? How are they going to experience the property? What can I do to make them fall in love with it and be a little bit irrational? Because I'm very numbers driven, so I'm very like, okay, these numbers don't make sense. So I tell my clients, I'm like, listen, this house and these numbers don't make sense. If you want to buy it, I will help you facilitate it. Be my guest, but my job, my duty, my responsibility, my obligation to you is to give you the facts, to tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. Your job is to take it and make an educated decision whether this is the right fit for you or not. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. So when I have a buyer coming to me, I just had the deal close a few months ago where she goes, oh, I've talked to three or four different agents. Nobody can help us. I've talked to two or three different lenders. Nobody will lend to us. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's hop on a call. Are you open to it? Yes. They're homeowners. 45 days later, right? It took us 15 days to figure finesse and make sure, you know, they could lend before we went out and we went shopping. But the advantage that we have now is because a lot of agents, like you're saying, do not have the market knowledge, don't know how to price correctly, don't know how to adjust for the fuckery that was happening for the last 12 to 24 months, and now how the market has shifted, they still think we're like 10, 15, 20% higher on the purchase prices than we should be. Right. And I'm looking at the data. I'm looking at stuff that close. So going going back to even circling back to topic number one, I know the house that sold for legitimately down the street 
at the end of the street, one block over mm -hmm. for 565 or 570, mm -hmm. house was redone, pool, beautiful backyard, nice wraparound driveway. And if I'm comparing that property to the property we're on the contract, and if that sold two months ago at 565 or 570, no way in fucking hell the appraiser can think that in this market, the property we're going under contract is worth 30, 40 grand more. At least you wouldn't think, right? I mean, and that's you, the operative term there is the appraiser can think. Can they? So I think, or I feel that agents, and we all are participating in the bullshit that's happening, and we are indirect byproducts of, of, of creating it, mm -hmm. right? Yes, the buyers have created it. Um, but we have pushed it and we have signed up for it to do it with them. Appraisers signed up and started appraising shit like crazy. Mm -hmm. Right. And all of this became like this domino effect, but nobody's actually looking to what you're saying. They're not, they're not actually looking at the numbers. They're not looking at the average days of market. They're not looking on the pricing, the trends, the, the, the actual demand, and it's like this wild, wild west, especially down here in Southeast Florida, because we do have a big relocation market. We have buyers coming in from the Northeast area. The difference is these fuckers, they're not buying their primary homes down here. They're buying their vacation homes, their second, third, fourth. I have a client who's buying their seventh home down here, right? So yeah, can they do 20% with their eyes closed? The money's just a little bit different. So the local buyer, I, I, I'm trying to think, it must have been at least, other than the, than the the couple that I talked about, you know, that we closed like last month or the month before that, I don't remember working with somebody local. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. Like most of my guys, and I, I mean, me being from Philly in the Northeast area, it's not surprising. But to say that demand is down overall, maybe in some markets, let's say, let's go maybe like, Kentucky, Missouri, somewhere where there's just not, that's what you'd expect. Unless their population decreases, yeah. the demand is not going down. I agree. Look at how stupid the narrative is. I mean, people believe Joe Biden won the presidency. People will believe anything. They've been saying <laughs> they've been saying we're gonna we're gonna go on their uncharted territory I'm here. Forbes, <laughs> Fox Business. They, I can pull headlines for all of them that say that we, we expect, we're in a real estate bubble. In 2014, they were saying that shit. Yeah. And they continued foot on the gas all the way through 2018 with absolutely no context, no, uh, you know, no conscience to look back and be like, well, we got it wrong in 2014. Maybe we're going to shut the fuck up about this. Can you imagine if you would have listened to the headlines in 2014 and been like, it's a real estate bubble. I'm going to hold on. I'll bet you wish you'd have bought something in 2014. If you listen to the headlines, you wouldn't have. You would have been like, nope, it's a real estate bubble. Why do they do that? They can't all be collectively that stupid. No, it's, it's all, it's a, a lot of it is also about manipulating the markets, right? So you got you to gotta check the narrative. Like, um, like what, what I was just saying, it's like, JP and uh, and another firm, they're buying over a billion dollars worth of real estate. Yeah. 
Now, for, for the last few years, it was like Zillow, Open Door, and some of those others, right? They lost a little yeah. bit of haircut because the big boys came in and said, uh-uh, you got way too much on your books. We got to liquidate you, right? Yeah. Look, look what happened at FTX with, in crypto. We can talk about that for probably a full episode. There are so many aspects of that that are you know, so believably unbelievable. I know. The fact that he came out bluntly and pretty much called it a Ponzi scheme, but we can get into that. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 